TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 103 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Terry. I mean, Tyler. I'm Brooks. I'm Dan. And uh, I want to start things off with probably the biggest announcement this week. Uh, As was predicted, Nintendo dropped a Direct on Thursday. And uh, we got an announcement for... Uh, several things actually, but probably the most exciting of which is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And that's yeah. going to be Super Mario 64, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy in a collection. It's going to be a $60 collection, um, but there are some problems with this. Uh, first off, uh, what's nice, they're not full remasters, they're not full remakes, they're upscales. Uh, so they are going to be shown in the wider aspect ratio where like Mario 64 has never been presented in that format. I don't think uh, Mario Sunshine supported that format. Uh, Mario Galaxy did. Um, But uh, yeah, it'll be the first time that these games are available in that kind of wider format and higher resolution. But as far as anything else is concerned, there's no uprising of uh, assets. They haven't gone through and like reworked anything. So Mario 64 is still going to be chunky as hell. You know, uh, everything is going to look basically the same. It should probably run very well, but it's all going to look basically the same. I want that thick Mario, yo. (laughs) I'm okay with that. People are all freaking out about that. But like all that Mario 64, I feel like when going back and playing Mario 64, the worst part of going back and playing Mario 64 was the control scheme because it was just, it was, you know, the first 3D platformer didn't work very well. They can work on that. That'll, that'll be, that'll be updated and and it'll feel a little better when you're playing on the switch. Cause you kind of have to update that part. Right. And I don't go ahead. I tend to have a lot of, uh, like a lot of popular opinions about Mario 64. (laughs) Uh, I think that, the only one I really want to bring up is I just think that game is ugly. It's it, like it was ugly back in its time. I I never understood why people thought that game looked good, oh, even when it was brand new. Don't get it. It's an ugly game. Yeah, um, it's a nugget. The uh, I but haven't seen fun. anyone freaking out because they aren't doing like remasters or anything like that. Uh, I what I have seen, and I think it's justified, is people freaking out over the limited window in which you can buy it. That is weird. It is only going to be available until March of 2021. And that is both physical and digital. So you will only have until March of 2021 to purchase this game at all. Now, I will say this. That's uh, bullshit. It's and then weird. when your time runs out and they stop selling it, they send the guys who did the Wii commercials to come to your house and beat you up and take your copy back. We would like to kill you. <laughs> I we have that. a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the repo man. It's the, the, the repo man. <laughs> the repo man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so I will say this. That's weird. I don't get why they're doing it. Yeah. Other than maybe trying to 
create that like whole idea of you know like the scarcity which nintendo seems to like to do uh like oh look it's hard to find this thing uh, and then, like down the road, physical copies of it will be worth a billion dollars and whatever. All yeah, all, yeah, all, all, all this is doing is is um, furthering that whole people buying as many things as they can so they could sell them later. And it's it's you know the publicity for Nintendo and whatever. But as far as I I, I I have seen a lot of people like freaking out going oh like okay that's just gonna stop the resell like they're never gonna bring the, down the price of the game and whatever and all that kind of bullshit. Nintendo doesn't do that anyway. Like, you yeah, can buy a pretty much. game on the Switch. Like, uh, the game from the first week of launch is still $60. Nintendo never lowers the price of its games. Like, <laughs> they're getting so, a little better about it with time on the Switch. Like, the Switch eShop is getting some decent discounts every now and then. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you'll have pre order discounts of a couple of bucks. And then occasionally you'll see something pop up on some spring sale or something like that. They're starting to do kind of seasonal sales, uh, but they're not as deep discount. And you don't see the games see a permanent price drop over time uh, like you do uh, with other publishers. Mm hmm. I also yeah, do wonder if it's just if they say that it's going to be a timed release. I kind of wonder if it's going to be like a timed release uh, for just the collection, and then after that we get like to, we have to buy the each of the one separate or something like that. That would be too. a weird strategy because then I mean, so the collection is sixty dollars. So figure they you know piece it out then you're buying what each game for twenty dollars or fifteen dollars or something like that that well, seems what, what like it would be do, a weird strategy what what they would do is what they'll do is just make it make each one more expensive so they're instead of being like 15 or 20 dollars they're like 25 dollars you know yeah that's what i was kind of thinking like it would be more expensive like it's a timed bundle <laughs> uh, i hmm yeah, I don't know, because uh, especially the way they're uh, pushing, they're, you know, it's like this isn't the first All-Stars we've seen. There was Super Mario All-Stars on the Super Nintendo. Um, and uh, those games were never made available in the state that they exist in, you know, on that cartridge separately. But they're, they're only available in that. And... Uh, they run within that thing. So I don't know that this is like three separate games uh, in the way that it's built, right? This is not necessarily three separate games. This is one game that includes three games that have been previously released. So well, my, my other thing is too, like they, if it's physical and the digital stopping in 2021, does 2021, like when they, when we hit that date, does that mean that they stop? producing new copies or it's gone like they're gonna pull them from the shelf like i would expect yeah, so it's about that so, uh, i i don't know if this if they're gonna like mandate that retail retailers only have x men physical copies but i also feel like that's probably gonna mean there's gonna be less physical copies anyways because retailers not gonna want to stock that if they're not gonna get their money out of it you know well i mean think of it in the context uh, i've seen a number of people equating it to the disney vault uh where you know disney's been doing this same kind of shit for fucking ever so it's not like it's unheard of and uh, uh stores are you know have had to deal with this kind of limited release window in the past with disney 
So, mm. you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a very complicated thing. Um, I have uh, pre-ordered it. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah, as far as the good parts of it, I cannot wait to play Super Mario Sunshine on my fucking Switch. I cannot wait. I cannot fucking wait. I want it. I want it now. <laughs> yeah, of the three, actually, of any Mario game, Super Mario Sunshine is the one that I have played the least. Mm-hmm. It's um, so fucking good, dude. It's, it's, so it's such good. a good game. It'll be interesting. Um, something that uh, uh, Spawnwave uh, brought up in one of his videos is he doesn't know how they're going to do the control scheme because the uh, triggers on the Switch are not analog triggers. Mm. So yeah. in oh, Sunshine, yeah, you uh, could do a partial press and still run around and shoot, or you do the full press and you're stuck in place, right? Like it, it, and you can aim. So I'm wondering, they're, they're going to have to make modifications to the control scheme in order to accommodate the Switch controls. Could be a, you know, they're just going to make a peripheral, your Super Mario Sunshine branded GameCube controller for your Switch that you must purchase. <laughs> or it's like the fucking ring, the, the Wii. The more you Other things. It has some kind of motion, motion sensing to it, where it's like if you have it, have the the things up, it's like it's the more you bring it down, the harder you're like shooting the water or something yeah um, as much as that would fuck with my brain that would actually be kind of fun if you could actually use the ring to to squeeze water out it would be pretty neat <laughs> it would be pretty neat um the uh there were several other things that were announced uh during this uh 35th anniversary uh you know 35th anniversary of mario uh nintendo direct all of which i'm actually pretty excited for uh, there was the super rad Mario Kart Live thing. That looks so cool. Where something I never thought that I wanted, but I do. <laughs> you have cameras on tangible RC Mario Karts that use AR to lay out a, tr- a track, and you can race against other tangible carts or virtual carts and use the Switch to control them. Like, it all looks amazing provided it works as it's displayed in in the thing it looks incredible until someone hits your cat and kills it ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit i shot a blue shell at my cat <laughs> no no um they also announced a pretty rad looking uh game and watch uh, that contains the original Super Mario Brothers as well as the Lost Levels. Um, and 35 secrets in it. Um, and a uh, Mario-skinned version of the Game & Watch ball catcher thing. Uh, so that looked pretty neat. Uh, of course, it's going to be another one of those limited things, I'm sure, where it's going to be difficult to get your hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, people, fanboys are going to be killing each other over, over it. Um, and they can have fun doing it because I don't fucking care. <laughs> then yeah, the only one that I really care, I, I, that looks cool. It's not something I'm going to buy. Yeah. I was not super. Oh my God, Brooks. <laughs> he needs his tea. Oh my God. You <laughs> 
Brooks having a teapot on hand should not be something that distracts you in the middle of you speaking. The three of us are having a podcast. Brooks is having a tea party. It's always a tea party in my pants. <laughs> oh, that was the most Brooks thing. Oh shit! Um, it, it didn't even like it didn't even catch me off guard. Me and Ryan just went on with our day. Somehow you haven't learned a damn thing about Brooks in the couple of years this has been going on. <laughs> Another thing I that was announced last week, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was not here. It just, you know, caught me off guard because I was feeling like crap, and now I'm, now I'm back and feeling good mood, and that was funny. Continue, Ryan. Uh, another thing that was announced was uh, Super Mario 3D Land uh, plus yes. Bowser's Fury. Um, I don't think Bowser's Fury is anything that has been released before. Like, I, I don't think it was Pretty a sure part of it. And actually, I think it's it's not Super Mario 3D Land. It's Super Mario 3D World. Because one of them, Land, I think, is the 3DS. And World, I think, yeah. is the Wii U. Um, yeah, World was really fucking good, too. Yeah. Um, both of them were uh, great. Yeah, I love World. World that, that was one of those great games on the Switch on the Wii U that you're just that I felt like was kind of overlooked a little and bit. And so here we have another case of Nintendo uh, kind of making it ever pointless to own a Wii U at this point. Like, you know, there are the few of us who owned a Wii U and uh, in have already enjoyed all these games, and now they're like, look. We know we fucked up with the Wii U. So all these games you missed, we're just going to squeeze them, squeeze them onto this much more successful console. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, like they already, they already announced defeat when they launched a new console three years into, uh, <laughs> into the Wii U cycle. <laughs> God, was it three years? It was fairly short. Like it was not very. Cause the Wii U was, was announced in 2012. Yeah, when did the when And then the long? Switch came out in 2017. Okay, it was five years, but still, that's a fairly fairly short release window, or fairly short console window, considering. Yeah. A pretty short life cycle, considering uh, often, I know Sony uh, tends to, like, their internal rules are basically a 10-year life cycle, and they'll release the next generation at eight years, and uh, but the previous system will basically be supported for a, a total of 10 years. And I think that tends to sort of be the industry standard for home, yeah. like, set-top box consoles. And, I mean, yeah, it was the same thing, kind of, yeah, Nintendo Wii really That came out in 2006, failure. November 2006. So, yeah, GameCube was also seen as a failure, and that was five years. Maybe it just felt like it was a short release window because Nintendo has different because that's two or two out of three consoles that had pretty and GameCube came out in 2001 yeah so 2001 so it sounds it sounds like Nintendo's just been on a five-year cycle and yeah Wii was yeah that was a six years with the Wii all right never mind (laughs) it felt felt like a small release window just because or a small cycle because of uh, everything else the only thing Nintendo's always been marching to the beat of their own drums so that they're not on par with all the other companies makes sense the only thing that they haven't uh stuck to like that kind of regular cycle with is their handhelds because they have 
forever been the only contender in the arena. You know, like even when Sony uh, tried to go up against them, you know, like they released the 3DS, didn't bat an eye and or not the 3DS, released the DS, didn't bat an eye and just sat on the DS forever until the 3DS. Well, to be um, fair, they did the DS, then they did the DSi, <laughs> DS Lite, right? DS Lite, DS Lite, then DSi, yeah. And they'll they'll do several variations on a theme. <laughs> Without, DSi actually had games that only worked on the DSi that didn't work on the. But the, those were the, only yeah. downloadable titles. Were they? Yes. Okay, I thought they did. Uh, the, the, I never had the DSi. That was what I skipped. So I, I had skipped the DSi as well. I recently bought the 25th anniversary Mario DSi XL uh, because I missed out on, on the DSi. And um, it's a great little system. Um, I heard it was fun. And like Pokemon Black and White came out on that one. Yep. And uh, people love black and white. Oh, there, Dan. there was a version of black and white that was DSi specific. Uh, yeah. But black and white also came out on DS at large. Um, with the DSi, the main selling point of it was they had an eShop and you could download and, and install games that were exclusive digital titles. And that was the right. first time that they ventured into that in the handheld space. Uh, it didn't really like you kind of see the beginnings of what they did on the 3DS with the way that like it runs and the interface and the dashboard and shit like that. But for the most part, it's really simple, really dumb, uh, you know, kind of kind of system. Um, and now that eShop is totally done. Like it's it's completely down. So if I wanted to play DSi titles, like DSi specific download only titles, uh, you couldn't buy them. I couldn't buy them. I think some of them are made available on the 3DS, but I can't remember correctly. Uh, uh, Mr. Driller, uh, the the 3D uh, the, the the DSi uh, one is because I, I bought that. Yes, um, like a couple months ago. <laughs> The so I know at least some things came over from the DSi to the 3DS, but uh, if I want to play any DSi titles that didn't, the only option is to hack a DSi, which I'm in is super simple right now, like incredibly simple right now, because they stopped supporting it in 2012. The last firmware to come out on the DSi was 2012. Mm. I actually just speaking of DS, I just kicked up my uh, my uh, uh, new 3DS, <laughs> and uh, I downloaded Pokemon Crystal because I got really nostalgic and a little bit drunk. <laughs> Usually, those things go hand in hand. As, the, as these things like, I go, play some crystals. I've been playing some Pokemon Crystal on my 3DS, and it's like the first time I've touched that console since the uh, uh, since the, the Switch came out. Actually. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I love that console. The, the new 3DS, I think, is my favorite uh, new iteration of a, a, a Nintendo handheld that I've had. It really yeah, is. And yeah. I hate the nub. I do hate the nub. And unfortunately, almost no games need it. It's basically like using a fucking eraser mouse on an IBM ThinkPad. Like, it's, it's <laughs> garbage, yeah, it's and awful. it hurts your thumb. It's it's why I sold Metal Gear Solid uh, uh, three on that I I, I bought it because I was excited. I was like, oh man, I, oh man, uh, portable Metal Gear Solid that isn't one of those terrible PSP games. Sign me up. But then I had to use it. 
fucking nub the entire soul of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like having it when it when it, for certain t- things, it was nice for uh, uh, Dream Drop Distance when they had so, the fucking games that anyway. you play. Yeah, <laughs> I marched to the, my own beat as well, Ryan. I'm, that's hey, why man. I like Nintendo. <laughs> I'll, I'll even vouch for Dream Drop Distance anyway. That was a good fucking game. <laughs> you, can fight, you can fight me and Tyler on that one. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, I uh, love my 3DS, uh, 3DS, <clears throat> new 3DS XL, uh, because I got it with the, yeah, you got the uh, Metroid. Did that, did that, didn't that Metroid use the nub too? No, it did not. I thought it did. No, the, uh, so Metroid Samus Returns is a remake of the Game Boy game. And, uh, <laughs> it, yes. uh, so that it, it's a 2D Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if it it is not a Metroid Prime title. I love Metroid. And uh, so aside from the Nintendo Direct, uh, we had a couple of other uh, monumental things uh, happen this week. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out on Friday. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 12, Dissonance of Harmony (laughs) and Despair. I am so, so unbelievably angry that this is the time that I still have no computer because I would have been playing it the moment it came out. It is fucking I, killer. I have it's yet to first, play it. It's the first game that I've bought day one in quite a while. <laughs> I bought it like, I when it. it was announced so I could play the, the warehouse demo. It's so fucking good. It's and it feels so nice and it looks so pretty. And it's not even and a sixty dollar game. I think they're selling it for like forty bucks. Yeah, it's like yeah. The 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 digital deluxe edition was fifty dollars, and that just came with a bunch of extra skins. Yeah, but I was like, brand new game for forty bucks. Like, all right, I see you, Tony. Dude, Hawk. just get the just get the hundred dollar version where you get an actual skate deck with it. What? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a really. There was like an extra one above the digital deluxe. So you would get an actual deck. <laughs> okay, that's pretty rad. As long as it's not the fucking Tony Hawk ride deck. Uh, I don't believe it is. <laughs> Tony Hawk it, ride. Oh. Um, I, I will say though, I I watched my brother play a little bit of it while it was downloading. He played through like the tutorial just to see, and uh, been. Tony Hawk's voice acting for the tutorial is just so overwhelmingly positive. It bleeds through the audio. Should I go outside and get on my board or? <laughs> uh, they did a fucking killer job, which is a relief yeah, considering yeah. what a fucking bomb Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 was. Yeah. So obviously it must not be the same team and Neversoft dissolved in 2014. So Mm -hmm. this is a love letter to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Uh, What I love is um, some mechanics that were only introduced in 2 have now been added to 1. So like you can revert in in, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, there was no way to combo out of a pipe. You couldn't yep. uh, go land out of a pipe and do a manual uh, or revert. 
uh, you just ended like there was no building monstrous combos in one. There was there was nothing using using pipes really as much in, yeah. in, in one as it was in two. Uh, so uh, it's nice to be able to do uh, reverts out of pipes uh, into a manual and then go elsewhere and continue your fucking ludicrous trick chain down the entire course and build up a you know hundred thousand single trick. Okay, I have a question. So, Brooks, you've been playing. Ryan, you've been playing. What's your biggest uh, trick that you've gotten so far? Well, surprise, surprise, Tyler. I have never played a Tony Hawk game prior to a couple of days ago. So yeah. I am not doing well. I'm hearing an excuse come. I'm hearing the fact that I still have to go out bravely as a hero to my <laughs> job while you stay at home and play your little skateboard game. <laughs> Angrily poor Steve. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I uh, have honestly felt kind of, um, I don't know, out of practice. Uh, Because it's been a long time. Like, I mean, really, a game that you haven't played in over a decade? I think, yeah, I think the last time that I was playing that regularly was on Dreamcast, and it was in 2001. Um, Yeah. Wow. uh, (laughs) Um, so I think my current <laughs> highest single combo is 146,000. Okay, you beat me. Mine was 98. I got 98. That's weak. I know. You're both Mine weak. Is- <laughs> I can't Look, I miss the days of, you know, back in the heyday when I was playing it on Dreamcast, I used to, you know, start a trick at the start of the timer. And the trick wouldn't end until I wanted it to. You know, the timer would run out. I'm still doing the trick that I started at the top of the timer. And, like, that was so much fun. But I am super rusty. Super, super rusty. I I was sitting on the couch with with Zeke because he he got it on, I think, like, Friday night. And we messed around with it for a little bit. Um, But... He, uh, we are sitting on there and I was like, how much you want to bet? Like over the next week, you can have a bunch of like old skate dads who just got this game because they're, they're excited about it, you know, in the emergency room with like, oh man, I just <laughs> made me so nostalgic. I had to go get, get back out on my board. And I just like, I broke every bone in my body now, but that Tony Hawk game is pretty great. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I always liked watching X Games and watching this, this watching skate the skate competitions and all that shit. I, I mean, surprise, surprise, have no coordination, and I I owned a skateboard growing up, and I tried so hard to be good at it. I was bad. <laughs> I was very, very, very bad at skateboarding, and. Honestly, I, there's actually one moment I remember. It's the only moment that I've ever sat there and, like, my dad just showed me up. I <laughs> I got a skateboard for, uh, like, a new skateboard for Christmas. And I just was, like, getting really frustrated. I'm, like, going around my cul-de-sac on my skateboard, falling off, trying to do a kickflip, couldn't do a kickflip, trying to do, trying to just, like, move on the skateboard, not doing well. And my dad just jumps on it and, like, fucking, like, grinds on the, a goddamn curb. And I'm like, I got, just got mad. I went inside and played video games. <laughs> <laughs> dad, you I, don't I, even I, do that! And I'm like, <laughs> 
I didn't learn it. I didn't learn how to ride ride a skateboard until what, like less than a year ago. I want to say, it's like I wasn't allowed as a kid because my parents were like, "You're clumsy. You're gonna hurt yourself." I'm like, <laughs> my mom so. tells me that to this day. I'm just imagining your dad busting a trick and just shoving the board back into your chest and saying, call me when you can shred the knob, Bozer. Um, <laughs> is your dad Christian Slater from Gleaming the Cube? <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember in middle school uh, using my skateboard to get around town in Gainesville, Florida, and uh, Specifically, whenever I uh, went to skate to visit this one friend, it was pretty far away. And uh, I'd get into her neighborhood and the streets were not great. So it was lots of on the wheels. By the time I got there, I just couldn't feel anything below my ankles at all. So numb. It is the weirdest sensation in the world. But if you go over bumpy terrain, like that rigid, regular bumpy terrain, you just completely lose all feeling in your feet. So is this where Jasmine's going to come in and make fun of your ankles? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i watched last week's episode yeah i did <laughs> yeah, man, it feels like death is doing a kickflip over your own grave man <laughs> like, like, duh but there's a reason that skate parks are always made of smooth concrete yes. yeah 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 no that's fair that's fair and i probably could have like gotten around better traveling if i had like had a long board or something like that but I just never, you know, I always had uh, blind or hookups boards, you know, like just little yeah. trick boards. Now, if you're trying to like travel down the the, the rough pavement, you need some with softer wheels, like yeah. a longboard for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love my longboard. Used to go to the skate shop in downtown Gainesville and, you know, piece together shit. Like it was the best, man. Fucking, I miss those days. And then I tried to revisit those days when I was. 24 I think my buddy Andrew and I uh, yes. went to <laughs> my buddy Andrew and I went to a skate shop and decided to buy you know peace out boards and uh, uh, tried skating that lasted a couple of days that sounds all right <laughs> I mean, especially because even young kids who can who can get hurt and get back up they all still quit pretty quick too yeah Everyone wanted to be a skateboarder. They're like, oh, shit, this is actually really fucking hard. I quit. Yeah. I was actually, my extreme sport that I played, <laughs> I actually was a pretty good uh, inline skater. <laughs> I would like. Of course I, you uh, were. I did a lot of inline skating. A lot of inline Look, skating. When I was anything's skating. better than committing yourself to being a scooter. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did I have a racer scooter, guys. Tyler, oh, I had a racer scooter. Like, like I'm, I'm saying specifically, like as an extreme thing. Like you can ride around on one, and that's fine. But if you're <laughs> the dude who would bring his scooter to the skate park, was was a dork. <laughs> hey guys, watch me do the jump. Hey, all said, things, Nothing is more painful than accidentally racking your no. fucking ankle with a razor scooter thing. Like razor scooters are the lowest on the pole, just above them, just barely above them, were soaps. 
yeah are you not what, familiar with soaps soap? i am not a familiar not familiar soaps with were shoes that had a grind plate on the bottom oh yeah, yeah. Dude, they were sonic shoes dude yeah officially <laughs> licensed officially That's, licensed he was, was the best of times worse. it was the worst of times <laughs> that was worse than healy's Come on. Well, yeah, and Heelys are barely above soaps. Heelys, Heelys are more embarrassing because, like, that's 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 what your little brother gets to be cool, you know. Like, and to, actually, now that we're in a new age, I would say that hoverboards are at the bottom of the totem pole. Do people even use those anymore? I have no idea. It was a couple of months last year. It just depends on where you're at. Like the place that I've seen most of them is Vegas of all places. Yes. And you know, inside of casinos on the strip, people are just allowed to ride them around. Like as long as they're going down the walkway. Hey, I think I was, I think I was in like the Luxor or something. And some dude on a hoverboard who was not an employee, just, <laughs> just right through the casino. I'm surprised he didn't get tackled. Yeah, right. Like, life, bro. My 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 inside bully instinct to just fucking whap is so <laughs> high with that. It's just the stupidest thing. Wait, yeah, well, absolutely. Pussy, pussy. What else, pussy? There, whap. Oh, gross. No bad joke. <laughs> it would make you even angrier to know that the dude was just uh, looking down at his phone and of you know, course just on his hoverboard in the middle of a casino just leaned forward with both of his hands on his phone just waiting to kill somebody have you guys ever tried to jump on one of those things i've never used one no after I saw who is it, Mike Tyson, I think, who fucking fell off of one and just slammed onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, no, if I someone, see. if anyone can take a hit, I may have been yeah, super yeah, yeah. deep, but like I'm jumping uh, onto that I, fucking hard. That that shit that shit takes some balance. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So where does the hover chair fall on this this tier of of embarrassing things to be good at? Chair. The hover chair? I'm sorry. The, like, like, like Professor Xavier's hover chair? No, no. Like like those like power chairs you see on on commercial. Those those like electric wheelchairs. Oh, like the old people got. I yeah, mean that's just uh, a, oh oh no. There is the rascal. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Rascal. I, I said it. I said the oh, rascal. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did not hear you. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go down to the to the, to the quick save on my rascal. I think that, just, that, doesn't even, that doesn't even quite make the list. Yeah, yeah. We're going to pick up some smokes. Watch me take this sweet jump. You want to see me do a grind? I wish my grandson was here to help him put it in my van. Sit in this red wagon and hold on to the back. We're going to ride it down the bike lane. I I feel like this is an angle that should have been uh, investigated by Jackass when they did the old people makeup. Like, I know Johnny Knoxville was riding around in a rascal and did a bit where he fell asleep 
on the rascal and went into traffic. Like, I would love to see them try and do some dumb tricks on a rascal. That'd be fucking hilarious. Like, going down, like, a fucking, like, half pipe or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drop in on a rascal. That's got death all over it. Look, Johnny Knoxville is immune to dying, and we all know it. So yep. if anyone's going to do it, it's him. I, I would, he, was, he was cursed by a very, by a very unfortunate wizard. I would argue to live. Uh, the one more impervious to death is Steve-O. Mm. Yeah. No. Or maybe his still. whole face will just be replaced. Steve-O with has parts, set you know? his entire face on fire. Didn't All Steve-O I'm saying, Steve-O, Steve-O got a couple of off-duty nurses fired for helping him administer an IV drip of alcohol. <laughs> See, but like... Steve-O would do a lot, of, a lot more heinous, like, drug-related things back in the day. But Knoxville took way more physical punishment for sure. Oh, I don't Knoxville, know. Knoxville got flipped over by a bull and landed on his neck and somehow didn't even get hurt. It's true. Um, that's very true. And Steve was the first go to for the car in the butt and he turned it down. Yeah. And uh, also the crowd control devices that they stood in front of that shoot the rubber balls the, like in a, in a spread to suppress crowds. Yeah. It was like Knoxville, uh, I think Dunn and Bam. And the other two just went down and Knoxville just like did this and ran off. (laughs) Riot suppression equipment couldn't keep Knoxville on the ground, dude. He didn't even fall over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. That is fair. I didn't really think about it. I just always think of Steve-O as being like the worst one of all of them. Didn't Steve-O recently tape himself to a... A billboard, yeah, yes, in promotion for something he's doing, yeah, yeah, in promotion for like he's got a video special coming out or something like that, and so he actually, yep, and it like live streamed himself up there and everything. I mean, Steve O's this you know dumb stunt guy, I guess. At least he's not cripplingly addicted to drugs anymore, (laughs) that's true. And it has <laughs> it has done little to his personality to be off yeah. the drugs. <laughs> At least that tells it, us. It, it, it must be kind of nice to know though that, that it's really just you and not the stuff you're yeah, taking. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Wow, actually that still sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I am just an idiot. All right. <laughs> Um, so uh moving on um the other big thing that happened this week is the boys season two however i didn't know this going into it uh but uh they are doing a staggered release schedule so they dropped three episodes right away and then they're releasing a new episode every friday there's a couple of things that are doing that now it feels like that's the new way of doing it to keep people to avoid the hbo effect i I know i don't know (laughs) amazon has been doing that for a long while they started doing that when uh they got the grand tour when they uh you know got the top gear guys into their show and uh if i remember correctly that was the first time that they were like look these are going to be staggered weekly releases um well 
it's like you're you're creating an event with with that like you know a ritual that you're going to do every week as opposed to like uh, i'm going to take this like weekend and i'm going to watch this whole show it's like no every friday i gotta go this new episode of this show comes out i gotta go see it sit down yeah it's almost like tv Brand never new. existed um the reason that streaming does as well as it does is it lets the viewers watch under their own terms and i feel like that is a step in the wrong direction i don't know i feel like it's actually a fairly I think it's a good middle ground. I'd rather them do the three and then, uh, you know, do the the weekly than just continue just always doing weekly. Sure. No, and yeah, I, I'll agree with that for sure. But uh, I would say that my preference is just put it all out. I, my my preference is too because we we both have very similar viewing habits. It's like we're, we're, we we want to we don't want to we, we want to watch it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But like I think that. It's as as far as uh, like I, I think that with with everyone's uh, like ability to pay attention to things like they're like it, it makes sense to do the weekly to kind of like make sure that people aren't just like signing up for your service, watch it for a night and then cancel. Then and they have also- more than one selling thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, that makes sense for a a burgeoning you know uh service like that would have made sense for quibi but honestly i don't think that anything would have saved quibi um the it it makes sense if you are just starting out and you've only got like one killer property in production stagger it yeah absolutely stagger it but that's that's even that is not going to keep people from waiting until you've already released everything and then doing their free trial after everything was already released. So, I do wonder if they would be able. Like, I guess it's all done, right? Like they've completed completely wrapped filming. They're not making any new. Extra oh yeah, work, so. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I. I get the I get the logic behind it, but at the same time, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like. I wish it was just all out so I could watch it all at the same yeah. time because I'm going to do that anyway. I, I like I'll, I watched the first episode. Like uh, actually, another one that just released too that's doing the same thing was a uh, uh, Raised by Wolves. And yeah, I saw the, you and Kalen talking and about that. That's an HBO Max thing, right? Yeah, HBO Max. Which, oh my god, fucking watch it! It's incredible. It's it's Ridley Scott. That's <laughs> not always the greatest thing. But it's good, Ridley Scott. Like it's okay. It's okay. Weird. It's creepy. It's bloody. It's super hard sci-fi. Like it's hmm. it's not like a it's not fantasy sci-fi. Like it's it's, it's not like other shows. No, sci-fi and soft sci-fi, right? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, like I mean, kind of like how there's, Star you know, movies and regular Star Trek. <laughs> there's there's hardcore porn and softcore porn. I mean, exactly. you know, it's, there there's this hard <laughs> and soft everything. This one, the the penis penetrates the bed. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, we it's really have good. sci-fi penetration. Uh, repeat, <laughs> we have sci-fi <laughs> penetration. Docking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This one done. 
You must construct additional pylons. So uh, you would say that this series fucks. This series. <laughs> this series, late pipe, Tyler. This series. This series. Is. <laughs> Isn't that a joke in the boys as well? <laughs> is, is this series uh, laying the foundation for some solid plumbing? Yes. Yes, it is. Does this television program promise to go all the way and love you? <laughs> and does this television series not leave you for another man? And <laughs> Maybe for another platform? Is this series never going to give you up? It's never going to let me down. You guys both just drank at the same thing. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. Have you watched season, uh, Boys Season 2 at all yet, Brian? Uh, <clears throat> I watched the first two episodes. Okay. I feel like I need to rewatch the first season because it's been a while since I watched the first season. And I started oh. watching the second season and oh. it, uh, I felt like I forgot how we got where we were. So I, I feel like I need to revisit that first season. They did Time to go back and rekindle that old romance with a certain special television program. <laughs> Brooks, have you watched? Have, have you? I know, obviously, I, I asked Brooks because I know that. <laughs> have you watched The Boys at all yet? I know you, we watched the first 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, I, I watched the first episode, but I really haven't been in the mood lately to watch anything kind of hyper violent which is you know a little weird for me but like i've just been kind of vibing on funnier relaxing stuff lately basically so. the boys is the series that does in fact lay pipe and brooks is not in the mood <laughs> <laughs> i have a headache um amazon in their uh, infinite marketing wisdom approached both michael reeves and um uh Fuck his uh, ex roommate. Who? Why can't I think of his name? Um, two YouTubers uh, who are known for oh. creating things and uh, being absolutely hilarious in doing so. Uh, Michael Reeves had to create Laser Baby, and uh, so he makes a baby with laser eyes and then sets up a photo sensor to notice the lasers and ignite a fire when the baby shot at it. Um, and then <clears throat> William Osman taught his cat to put out a fire that was set by a laser baby. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. So he it walked through all the training that he had to do to get his cat to press a red button that would make the a a it would trigger a toy fire truck to spray a uh popsicle stick house that was on fire <laughs> wow. it's pretty great it's pretty great yeah bunch of slackers that don't have to go to work every day that's what that sounds like or that's their jobs amazon sponsored the videos how much do you think amazon paid for them to do that I don't know about this, about the rainforest or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the internet. That's not a real job. Um, the, <laughs> I don't see them pulling on themselves up by their boot strings. Oh, boot strings. 
It's strapped, <laughs> dumbass. Oh. Um. <laughs> Tyler now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I learned that William Osmond's cat's name is Jimmy Neutron. No, that's kind of blast. Yeah. Uh, so both of those YouTube videos are worth watching because they're fucking hilarious. And uh, from what I've seen of Boys Season 2, it's good. Uh, it's very good. So. I started it, but then I ran out of time because I was trying to watch it. Be- trying to watch the first ep- episode before this podcast, but I did not. <laughs> uh, what else happened this week? Uh, oh, dude, have you guys seen the reviews for uh, Madden Twenty One? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> What it's is so this? Bad. If, bad. if you pull up the reviews for Madden 21, uh, and its average rating is 1.3. Whoa! Where, on yeah. Mike Metacritic? Uh, so Metacritic got a 63%. GameSpot and IGN gave him sixes. But the actual user reviews have been almost overwhelmingly one star. People oh, are... Google users 14% like this it- video game. It's the same. Oh, game. the user score on Metacritic is 0.2 based on 4,447 ratings. Yep. And it isn't even, it's not even people complaining that it's the same game necessarily. They are complaining about that. But this is something that they're complaining about on top of that, where the game is just unbelievably glitchy. Think like almost as bad as what happened with the uh, wrestling game from the other year. Oh, oh yeah. 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 To the point that it is, it is as unplayable as it is uninspired. Yep. And, and NBA twenty twenty one is getting the, or two K twenty one is getting the same fucking thing. Like they both, it's almost like giving one company the ability to make be the only one that can make a game about a, a thing is uh, not a good thing. Like the lack of competition is yeah, right. bad. Well, and I was I was waiting to see how long this was going to take, because sure, most people only care about like I can play sports game and build sports team with my favorite players. Okay, cool. I I guess I guess you just don't want to play fantasy, which is about the same thing anyway. But I was wondering how long it was going to take people to finally say, holy shit, you guys aren't even trying to make a quality game anymore. And it's finally gotten to the point where even like their fan base yeah. It doesn't excuse. So here's it's, it's about it's about time. Here here's a review. Uh I've bought Madden every year for the last 20 years. Why? No more. <laughs> this game is a joke. EA should be embarrassed. How you can't make a decent franchise mode in 2020 is beyond me. All they care about is MUT. Mutt? Probably microtransactions or some shit. Yeah, I'm assuming Microsoft. It has ruined Madden. There is no immersion to this game. It feels completely stale. I'm honestly more sad than mad. I love football, but I can't buy this game. Oh, poor poor John Madden. (laughs) I love football, but I can't buy this game. (laughs) Sir, this is an ace hardware. I know where I am. (laughs) Oh, uh, so this was an interesting uh, announcement. Um, 
So you guys know uh, WWE wrestlers have been doing a lot outside of of wrestling uh, to like stay relevant. And I think like the things that they've done outside of wrestling, like streaming and and coming up with their own little shows. I know uh, a couple of them uh, do like a collectibles show where they've stopped at collector's marketplace here in Phoenix a number of times and and shot there. Uh, and I think Not it's, it's fucking rad. Um, and if anything, it has served well to bring an audience that wasn't otherwise interested or familiar with wrestling over to watch wrestling. Yes, Tyler, oh. go on. Sorry, no. no. The audience <laughs> not interested in wrestling, and they said to watch wrestling, and then I just raised <laughs> So Go to the uh, Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> Vince McMahon has issued a new rule stating that WWE superstars can no longer engage with outside parties, which includes platforms like Twitch and Cameo. Vince held a call with talent, letting them know that WWE owns the real names of talent and not just the character names. Do they, though? Yeah. Do they, though? A letter yeah. was sent out Thursday telling talent that it is imperative that they promote and protect the brand in every conceivable way. Talent was told they have 30 days to stop engaging with third parties, the letter in question stated. Some of you are engaged with outside third parties using your names and likenesses in ways that are detrimental to our company, McMahon wrote. It is imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Continued violations will result in fines, suspension, or termination at WWE's discretion. These actions are said to be necessary in WWE's rebuilding process as they enter the next phase of WWE's growth. Fucking bullshit. Gonna like, be pretty funny when they uh, when they all switch over to that new wrestling organization, or whatever. Yeah, Pretty much. I know. I'm going to be tuning in, tuning in on on Tuesdays because uh, uh, Danny and I were talking about that yesterday at work, and uh, I had no idea that I could actually like watch something other than that on TV. So I actually have something to look forward to on real TV for once. <laughs> and AEW is broad is is like ad serving like a motherfucker, like. NBA, MLB, everything, like all of the major sports series, uh, sports uh, organizations that like every single broadcast, just there's at least four or five AEW ads. Yeah. Every commercial break. It's fucking insane. AEW <laughs> seems to be doing well for themselves and, and growing at a very good rate, which is good because WWE hasn't had competition since they bought WCW. Yeah, and, and it's crazy, too, because it's like finally someone else comes around that's like, oh, hey, maybe we should take care of our wrestlers, you know, and like pay them a decent wage and give them like decent health benefits and stuff like that. Yeah. Gee, uh, you know, I guess Vince McMahon didn't think that uh, that that would sell very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be really funny if like all of the WWE wrestlers just completely quit and went over to AEW? Like, how funny would that be? Like, That'd that, be amazing. I wonder, uh, I, I would imagine that there are probably stipulations in their contracts that prevent that from happening. Uh, I would expect that there's probably a non-compete on breach of contract uh, for a set period of time. Uh, so what would they do? Like, 
they would not be able to have a job if they left WWE for a set period of time. I just wonder. I wonder how much the the penalty would be there. Like, would they sue him for a certain amount of money? Yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm not sure, but I know that like poaching used to happen all the fucking time when WCW and WWE were two separate entities, and you know, like uh, it happened all the fucking time. Um, and uh, I guess. I don't know if it's just been since like WWE bought WCW or or what, but it seems like for the past like 20 fucking years, there's been nothing going up against WWE. Uh, I don't know if they like made modifications to their contracts to make them like more tight or what, but yeah, uh, it's, I feel like uh, if you're with WWE, you're with WWE or you're not wrestling. I kind of wonder uh, if there is like some kind of fine or like they get sued or whatever. If AEW will just be like, "Hey, we'll pay your fee." <laughs> yeah, right. It'll be like uh, um, the way uh, cell phone carriers try to be competitive. It's like, "Hey, if you come to us, we'll cover your early termination fee." It's half the reason I left Sprint at the went to T-Mobile. T- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sprint, you suck. Oh, it's going to cost me $300 to leave. And T-Mobile's like, hey, hey. <laughs> um, what I think is interesting is uh, AEW, if I remember correctly, has uh, an old WWF wrestler, has uh, Bubba Dudley. Chris, Chris Jericho. Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho's not with AEW, is he? Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. Chris Jericho is still doing stuff for WWE. Chris Jericho nah, hosts a wrestling Jericho. podcast for WWE, doesn't he? Nah, I'm sure though that yeah, it says Christian. Jericho. He might be a reason why Vince McMahon. Okay, yeah, he's he is with AEW. Interesting, but he does have a podcast. I guess that uh, I always just as, uh, assumed that it was affiliated with WWE. Is it Brandy Rhodes also a wrestler that used to be in WWE? Or uh, sounds familiar. She's yeah. She used to be in WWE as well. Yeah, yeah. Now she's in all the wrestling. Yeah. Man, this is the most I've ever talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't really paid attention to wrestling in twenty years. Um, you know, like I paid attention when Degeneration X was still a thing and Triple H was, <laughs> you know, uh, like. I don't know. It was interesting. And Mick Foley is fucking amazing. And if you read some of the, some of the autobiographies of some of these wrestlers, especially Mick Foley, um, it, it's fucking incredible. It's seriously cool shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I fell out of interest uh, in it a long time ago. Uh, but there's occasionally some really interesting things that happen with it. And right now, I think we're seeing uh, one of those things. And that's the rise of AEW and WWE continuing to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they're just kind of missing the mark on all levels here. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. The. Uh, God, there was something I was going to say. One like last thing that I had to say about. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of on the same topic. Uh, the Rock bought. Um, <laughs> xfl the xfl league because wait what really yeah 
XFL because so XFL had to cancel their season. They were coming back. They had to cancel their season because of Rona. And so they were uh, going bankrupt and uh, The Rock bought XFL. No. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. That's fucking hilarious, man. (laughs) Have you guys ever watched a single game from the XFL? Mm -mm. Yes. The uh, most of it, most of it's the same as just playing regular football. But one of the things is that you can be interviewed at literally any time during the game, like aside from during a play. Um, so what they'll do is like somebody will miss a field goal and like obviously be really upset. And it was so funny. He walks off to the sidelines and this person just comes up and shoves a mic in his face and says, how you feel about that kick, man? <laughs> That's pretty so great. Just, yeah. It's not like the old XFL where people could just beat the shit out of each other, which is a good thing. But the interview at any time feature is comedy it's gold. It, I don't even think it was intended to be comedy gold, but it is. That is pretty great. That is pretty great. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson can do absolutely no wrong. I had his tequila the other day. Oh, I didn't know that he had a tequila. He has a tequila. Breaks to the wall. You can bring her back, Tyler. <laughs> Is it any good? It was, actually, it was all right. He doesn't have any Añejo, though. So he only goes up to uh, Reposado. Okay. And so it's... I am not a big fan of... I, I like more aged tequilas better sure. than I do the silvers and the uh, Reposados. Um, but... Uh, I think it's Nick Jonas as a Añejo that's really fucking solid. <laughs> what is one it with these celebrities like owning liquors? I don't know. It's probably one it's of those a, things they really know, wanted to do. Basically, it's a branding thing. So, like, they don't. It's like an endorsement more than it is actually owning one. If that makes sense, like they're they're pretty much just buying from another company that's already producing a bunch of stuff, like a distillery. Sure. So they don't own a distillery, they're just bottling. Exactly. It's the same, like uh, Doucet, I think it's called. Uh, It's a cognac. Uh, I forget what distillery he buys from, but he didn't, like, open the distillery and start producing his own cognac. He just buys from a pre-existing cognac producer. From what I understand, that's also not uncommon with a lot of, like, whiskey brands and things like that. In fact, uh, in order to start... You have to, if you want to start selling immediately, you have to buy from other distilleries and rebottle uh, before you start producing your own. Because in order to qualify to sell your own, it has to have been uh, uh, aging for a, a set amount of time first. So the companies in just starting on what you're producing. Right. It does depend. So I'm uh, talking about whiskey specifically uh, because I watched uh, one of the. Um, uh, whiskey guild uh, guys talk about this where they'll free frequently buy whiskey uh, from other distilleries and because otherwise they're sitting on whiskey for a minimum of five years before they can even think about making money and uh, so they'll buy and bottle that something that'll fit you know the the flavor profile that they're aiming for and so for those first five years, they're rebottling other distilleries uh, whiskey. In fact, uh, he said that there was something like there's one distillery that provides the whiskey for something like 12 brands. And it, yeah. 
sometimes it's it, that doesn't mean that they just take it and rebottle and sell it and and slap a label on it and sell it. They're usually using it to make um, uh, blends. But yeah. yeah. No, and there's a lot of different ways companies are overcoming that. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of Scottish distilleries that are opening up just start selling gin until they have. Uh, yeah, I heard that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, with the whole celebrity thing, like they, a lot of them have no fucking clue what they're even putting out. Um, mm-hmm. It's this is even less impressive than a new distillery that's buying and blending from pre-existing distilleries. This is just celebrities going, I want a fancy bottle with my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Overwhelming I, will say, I, say that, uh, uh-huh. I will say this Drake bottle. has his name attached to, I cannot remember. I think it's Virginia black or whatever, but that whiskey is not good. And sure it's like good. I feel like no. one of the exceptions <laughs> to that is Nick Offerman's Lafroig, or that's not Lafroig. That well, was uh, Lagavulin. Yeah. Um, and but, but that's the thing. Like that's that's just Lagavulin putting his face and his right. name on yes. something. Yeah. That's not Nick Offerman's whiskey. That's yeah. it's clearly it's still branded brand Scotch. Right. It's <laughs> it's clearly still branded Lagavulin. Um, yeah. But it makes me wonder uh, what the case was with uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, Aviation Gin because he sold that, and I don't know yeah, if it's just like he, he the sold company. the brand. Or if it was a distillery that he is selling. I'd be curious to know. But as far as gin goes, I wouldn't be surprised if he opened his own distillery for that. Because gin has a quick turnaround. Well, I think, so Aviation existed before Ryan Reynolds owned it. He bought Mm. it and then sold it. He bought it, did his marketing magic, and then sold it. And it's actually funny. They recently released a thing... um, a little short video promo on Twitter where he's like, uh, the marketing machine version 7.8 is now complete. And then he starts kind of glitching out and shuts down. (laughs) So yeah, I guess he did his job in being Ryan Reynolds. One thing that I'm looking up about this, that is cool about the rocks, uh, tequila is that it actually is, the Terramana distillery. So he's not just buying tequila from somebody else. Uh, he has a whole team of people making this tequila at this distillery. That's so cool. At least, at least the rock is, uh, not just slapping his name on something. Yeah. Right. Like Danny yeah, DeVito's sure. lemon pillow. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure about the Nick Jonas one, but the distillery is a uh, Fabrica de Tequilas Finos distillery. And it was fucking good. I don't, I don't care about Nick Jonas. It was actually one of my buddies who's like, it's really good. Try it. And I tried it and it was really fucking good. But hmm. he likes to he likes to go after all the he he likes he likes a celebrity shit and he just always goes after that shit. And I I took his advice and it was actually fucking amazing. It's honestly the best one of the best tequilas I've ever had. And I've had some fairly expensive tequilas. So that's surprising. Wow. Yeah, in general, like I I feel like I have been uh, hesitant about any liquor that is tied to a celebrity because of Crystal Skull. Yeah. Crystal <laughs> <laughs> Vodka is gross. I don't even think it's gross. I just think it's overpriced and also Dan Eckert's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little gross. That stuff tastes like nail. Yeah, it was, it's not good. It's not good. But the diamonds. 
<laughs> it's not the Herkimer diamonds and it's tr- quadruple filtered <laughs> Dan Aykroyd yeah. is straight up a crazy conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. and it, it's hilarious yep oh man well, the only celebrity endorsed booths that I was ever like eh, maybe I would is uh, the uh, Humphrey Bogart estate um, teamed up with some distillery in like London I think to make like a gin because of you know the Casablanca lines and shit like that, sure. but I never actually went as far as to try to find a bottle for myself. So I don't. I do drink gin, but a celebrity is not is still even my favorite dead one is still not. <laughs> not enough. Yeah, I mean, all I can really say is for the most part, anytime I've had something that's endorsed by a celebrity, it's pretty good. So don't let that be a deterrent. Like I mentioned, do say earlier, it's actually a really fucking good cognac. Uh, but I don't. I think it's Jay Z who's endorsed or owns the Ducey brand. Hmm. But it's good. It's overpriced, but it's good. Uh, the only thing that I've had that I thought wasn't good was uh, Conor McGregor's Proper Twelve is uh, <laughs> a pretty underwhelming oh, Irish whiskey. You were telling me about that. <laughs> uh, I was uh, really impressed with uh, that Nick Offerman Lagavulin, but again, that's just Lagavulin. Um, and I was on genuinely quite impressed with aviation not just in quality but in price uh because it was still it was cheap as fuck you know and uh, like really quite good like really quite good so i don't i don't know enough about gin to say that like i enjoyed it but yeah i don't i could i could never compare gin to bad gin tastes like pine salt smells okay you know, like if like you've ever pie. had a liquor when you were younger that like this tastes just like Christmas trees in pain, that's shitty gin. <laughs> Looking at you, beef eater. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you get stuff like uh, uh, Hendrix is really fucking good. Uh, there is some craft. Uh, Hendrix is what I had. Yeah. Um, and I know, uh, yeah, Bombay Sapphire is very good. I know, uh, Dan has brought the, um, the, uh, uh, Hendrix summer solstice, uh, over to my house before, uh, which was really good. Um, I think that's my favorite gin that I've ever had was, it was, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And there are some craft gins that are outstanding. Um, there's a, a craft distillery in uh, Madison, Wisconsin called Yahara Bay, and their gin is some of the most uh, complex floral gins I've ever had in my life. Really, really good. But uh, we have... We um, we're talking all kinds of liquor now and going down these we like the episode technically ended probably like 10 15 minutes ago. Oh shit. <laughs> there's a there's a reason I was trying to be silent because this is a topic I can go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> surprise surprise the alcoholic has some opinions on alcohol. Uh, not opinions, not just opinions. I actually know a lot about the industry and those are facts. <laughs> That's he a rock fact. First, like you didn't have to go straight for the <laughs> straight for the alcoholism. Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, our audience definitely knows Dan as the alcoholic. That's true. I was just trying to be. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with calling Dan an alcoholic. He is a self-identified alcoholic. That's true. 
I know what I'm about, son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that, I mean, there's not a ton to talk about uh, with it, uh, but it's worth noting before we sign off here. Mandalorian Season 2, October 30th. Yep. And Tenet released this week, and so did Mulan. Uh, Both to substandard reviews. I heard, actually, I'm hearing a lot of great stuff about Mulan, but Tenet, yeah. (laughs) Also, if you're thinking about uh, spending $30 to watch Mulan right now, don't fucking do it. It's going to be free on Disney Plus in November. Yep. Just wait till November. That's in like two months. Don't get Disney any more of your money. Shut up, Tyler. You bought the three-year subscription of Disney+. Yeah. Uh, Every episode. (laughs) On that note, thank you, everyone, for watching and or listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.